welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer, along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? What does Macintosh do anyway? Is he an entrepreneur? No, he's American. Blank check. What a ripoff. It's a check for nothing. Man, yeah, that, that's, what we're do- that's what we're talking about today, guys. We're talking about uh, the great American classic, um, uh, Blank Check. That was terrible, I gotta say. We we should go back to the old opening for the future shows. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> what's, the, what's the old opening? Like, where you go like, voila! Is that like, yeah, like I, something like I, that? I come in with energy instead of a quote. Like I don't, I don't hate on the quote, but it shouldn't open a show. We, I, I need to move it back. That's on me. Yeah, it, I mean, it really is. I'm not, an, I'm not a good actor. Yeah, I know. Even, but I, <laughs> I, I did, I did win an award for most improved. So that, you know, that's saying something. It's hard to. It's really easy to to improve from nothing, though. You know. I was about to say, can we talk about the most improved award in general? It's like. It, it goes to the sucky kid that ended up not sucking as much as you thought he sucked. In like every organized team sport, if you got most improved whatever, you got most improved dancer, most improved hitter, it's because everyone thought you really sucked, but you only kind of sucked. Well, I mean, I, I won it over like Will, who was like the one of the leads in the play, and he never acted either. So, uh, you know, I'll take it. That's what this radio show needs. More very personal name drops from our <laughs> high school years that everyone can relate to. Anyway, what are we talking about today? <laughs> oh, I think I, I dropped it. We, we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about the Disney classic um, Blank Check. I can't believe you talked me into doing this movie. <laughs> I cannot believe it. But before we get into all that, um, we always, as usual, want to thank our awesome fans. Um, you guys are the best. Our listeners are really chiming in a lot by clicking. We're a clickly podcast, as we like to say. And uh, our listens were really great for our last Scream podcast. Check that out if you haven't heard us. Um, if you want to interact with us, you can email the show at super90sbrothers at gmail.com, all spelled out. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Super90sBros or at our personal Twitters at Mode and at Adam Pitzler. And uh, the biggest thing I'm trying to say here is you guys are part of the show, so act like it. Feel free. You're not bothering us. And if you are, we won't respond. And it'll be like, we'll pretend we didn't get it. If Like, you meet us at a party one day, you're like, hey, email the show one time. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a problem with our email. We'll make up some, you know, California excuse. Yeah, absolutely. We will definitely do that. Um, so it's not weird. <laughs> so why are we talking about Blank Check today, Adam? We are talking about Blank Check because of the brand new streaming service from our friend, the big bad mouse, Mickey Mouse, Disney Plus app. Ow! Whoa. And w- and out of all the movies we could have done, we decided to do Blink Check. Because... Yeah, I, have, I don't know why we settled on that either, but go ahead and give your reasoning. <laughs> um, I was, like, making a queue of, like, all my favorite, like, childhood movies. And for whatever reason, I had, like... I have very high nostalgia nostalgia for for blank check i i saw it in the movie theater i owned it on vhs um i think i just maybe loved the idea of getting a blank check and writing it for a million dollars um but yeah i don't know why we chose it we could we could have done a lot of other movies from the 90s that are on disney like the lion king aladdin um what have you like classics but we you know we went with blank check 
you were high on something. I don't know if it was nostalgia, but this was a really awkward choice. I also own this movie on VHS, and I also liked it when I was a kid, but I hadn't seen it in forever. And now that I'm, well, we'll get into it. But the main point that we're doing blank check is because the new Disney app is out there, which is streamable content, and we cover content, you know, for a living, sort of, uh, be it movies, podcasts, excuse me, movies, video games, or TV shows. And so we thought this would be a good little introduction to the Disney app, but we do have some, we, we can share our thoughts on the app as well. Yeah, I downloaded the app at like four o'clock in the morning, the day it released, because I was awake and I was like, oh, the Disney Plus app is now available. And I got on my phone and I was like, just I just immediately got into the queue of like, of like, Netflix and Hulu and like trying to like search for movies that I wanted to watch but I was just really just looking at what they have because like up front it's just all their big hits they have it like you know Disney like classics Marvel um Star Wars and they have some other other things but like you go through those yeah. and you can just like there's so much content there's so much like Disney content it's like and it's stuff that like a lot of stuff that you haven't been able to watch in a really long time or haven't been able like you know, yeah. hasn't been streamable. There's like, there's like every original Mickey Mouse cartoon on there, which I thought was like my the coolest thing I found when I was going through. I was like, holy shit, you can watch every single old Mickey Mouse cartoon. This is awesome. Like that, those are not easy to find. Yeah, no, for sure. Like Fantasia, like which is like a Disney classic, is impossible to find. It's never been streamable. It's uh, it, it was only ever released on like DVD a couple times. I think I don't know, but like just stuff like that. Like it, there's this, and like I'm a I'm a Star Wars nerd like and i've never owned all the dvds like because i know a lot of people have but like now i heard i have them all now i can watch them all if i wanted to and my son really likes star wars and they have some nerd they have some new content like coming like their first show that came out is uh the mandalorian and i watched nerds the, watched the first episode last night it is so yeah. good it is so good. really well this is good okay Good. Okay, I didn't watch it, but I did add it to my like Disney list or whatever. So I like, okay, I'll watch it. And I didn't even know there was like hubbub about it. I was just like, oh, there's a Boba Fett series. How I haven't heard about that. I'll, I'll check it out. And then like all day today, I've been seeing people talk about it like online and shit. And somebody talked about it on the radio this morning. There's, and, a, uh, there's a huge twist at the end, like a, just a humongous like. Stop! Like, I haven't even seen episode one. You're well, gonna tell me the twist at gonna, the end? I'm not gonna tell you the twist. All I know is I knew that there was gonna be a twist in the end. You probably, if you've been reading anything about it, you know there's... I haven't. A, okay. Well, there's a twist. There's not a twist. There's just like a cool thing that happens in the end. You already you already told me there's a twist. You can't backpedal it's now. It's a twist. It's more like just really cool. Well, go watch it and you'll... You, you probably won't even care. Okay. Quick aside. When you tell people not to tell you something, like don't tell me anything about something, and they insist on telling you something... I'm mostly referring to like football games when I like mm. I can't watch football game live and they're like Angel, don't tell me anything and then they say something like okay I won't say anything but it's a really good game like it's <laughs> like you fucking idiot I know what that means I'm not stupid like I like why why can't you just not say anything is is it so damn hard because I want I want the listeners to know you know maybe no they, that's fine you know there's I'm not actually mad about the Mandalorian <laughs> thing I'm mad about football <laughs> games that people have ruined for me in the past oh my gosh yeah we me and Adam are big Seahawks fans Seahawks and, and they had a big game this last week against 49ers and we won and Adam was at the game um, we kicked their ass sort of winning by a field goal in the last second in overtime who cares we won in San Francisco I was there in enemy territory waving the 12th man flag Great game. We shouldn't talk about the Seahawks too much because we have international listeners. But like talking about spoilers, I was like, 
I, I stream all my football games, so I'm like 30 seconds behind. And so the ESPN app updates before I actually can watch it on TV. And oh. I was like, I'm such a bad, like, I need to know, like, before it happens. And I was like, I was watching on my, I was watching on my Twitter feed, like, and then the shank happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank God. Cause like, I don't think I could have watched that live and be like, and like, I was just, I was happy to be relieved while watching it. <laughs> the shake happened. You mean they the, won? The shank, the shank happened. Oh, shank. Oh, you mean when they missed their kick. And then I threw my phone away and I uh, watched the rest of the game without being spoiled. So. All right, no more no more Seahawks talk. Real quick, because you guys are such awesome listeners, including our international listeners as far away as Russia, China, the Ukraine. We love you guys. Um, we hope. Yeah, we wonder how much American culture you're gleaning through our eyes. I think Brennan's a fairly good person to glean from. I would say that I'm probably on whatever spectrum you're looking at, I'm on one far end of it. So just keep that in mind, you, Ukraine and Greece and China and Russia. When you're thinking, if in case you're thinking that I represent all Americans, I'm pretty. I don't. I don't know. I'm. Wouldn't you agree, Brennan? I would agree. I'm. I'm very typical American. I'm just like very like boring basic American. Bitch. Yeah, I'm basic. Yeah. Basic American. I'm not like I don't own guns or anything like that. So you know, Adam has that. I don't have guns. So. You mean rifles or are well, you, you know, talking, I, about, are you talking about my arms or are you talking about firearms? <laughs> firearms, like yeah, like oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Brennan I, doesn't own guns. I do. That's true. I I think foreigners probably think that all Americans own guns, but like that's just not true. So, well, a lot of us do, but a lot of us don't. But if foreign dictators are listening to this, most of us do. So don't try and invade because <laughs> we will we will represent. Let um, me tell you. One last thing about the Disney Plus app. It's I think it's like six ninety nine or seven ninety nine, or it's free if you're Adam. And um, and it literally is just worth it. There's like, there's so much movies to go through. And then that, I think that's why we kind of, why we're doing blank check because it's kind of offbeat. There's some nostalgia there and it. And, and frankly, it was a pretty popular movie amongst kids when it came out. That can be said. Absolutely. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, Adam, uh, before you... we do, oh, yeah, before we do that, yeah. I just want to remind us, remind our listeners, give us those awesome five-star reviews. Um, you guys are the best. And we, we think that you should speak it. We think you should speak about how much you love Super 90s Brothers on our iTunes. So take less than two minutes, get on your iTunes, give us those five-star reviews. We'll love you for it. Yeah, tell, show us how much you love us with those five stars. I mean, that's really all we care about. We don't really care yeah. about anything else. We just want those five stars and like we just want more of them. Like so many of them, that'd be great. Yeah, so many that more foreign dictators, it'll pop up on their like what you should listen to feed on their you know podcast app. Okay, Adam, so Blank Check, what is this movie all about? Blank Check. What is this movie? What could it be about with a name like Blank Check? Um, okay, there's a kid, Preston Waters, and he is a broke-ass bitch. He's like, and he's like 8 years old or 10 years old, 11, so of course yeah. he's 11. Okay, so he's 10, we'll say he's 11 years old and he's broke. His older brothers steal his money at the beginning. His older brothers are taking over his room because they're starting their own business, and his dad is giving him like preferential treatment because they're working men now. So Preston goes to this little shithead party, this little shithead friend named Butch's party, and Butch and his little friends are jerks to Preston the whole time because Preston's a broke ass and he can't go on any of the rides. And then Preston gets his bike run over by this like jerk in a suit played by Miguel Ferrer. I've never really known how to say his last name, Ferrer, Miguel Ferrer. That sounds right. Yeah, he gets anyway. Miguel Ferrer runs over his bike, and uh, 
Miguel Ferrer's an escaped convict, and he's starting to write Preston a check for the price of the bike, and he gets spooked by a cop. And he sort of, like, hands him the check and, like, runs away. And so Preston has this blank check. And like any kid, he decides he's going to make the most of this opportunity. So he plugs it into his magic computer, and it spits out a check labeled cash for a million bucks. And he takes it to the bank where, coincidentally, Miguel Ferrer is in cahoots with the main banker to Ponzi scheme some dirty money through the bank. So essentially, Miguel Ferrer is holding this banker, you know, sort of hostage, or he's threatening this banker, if he doesn't help him, to clean a million dollars of dirty money through his bank with clean money. And he tells him there's going to be a pickup man. And Preston shows up with his million dollar check and the banker thinks he's the pickup man because he's a fucking idiot. And only an idiot would think a 10 year old is there to pick up a million dollars from a criminal. Or I've heard they do that in Baltimore on like drug trade. So maybe it's not as crazy as I think. Anyway, so the fat banker who's like a poor, poor man's Newman from Seinfeld gives Preston the million dollars, you know, cash. And uh, Preston runs about his merry way. And then Preston is living the high life now because he's got a million dollars in his pocket and he does what every kid would do, right? He buys a $300,000 home after like an hour. We'll get into that. And uh, (laughs) then goes on a shopping spree and he gets entangled in this web of lies where he has to create a fictitious businessman who is really, who he's telling people owns, has the money. Like he can't tell people he has a million dollars. So he creates this guy named Macintosh. And the web of lies gets tangled up and the FBI is like watching Macintosh and looking for Miguel Ferrer because they know about this dirty money. And uh, long story short, the cops get involved and, you know, Miguel Ferrer, you know, catches Preston at the end. And and we'll get to the ending, but, um, you know, he learns a lesson about, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness and uh, your real friends don't care about money and all that, you know, Disney morals, you know, that's going to be in there. And uh, yeah. Did I leave anything out? Uh, no, there's like another part of the story with like the undercover cop. And well, I want to get into we're her. Gonna get, in, we're going to get into that. Okay. In perfect. a future section. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's basically the synopsis. Like, yeah. I mean, there's not, it's, the, yeah, that's it. Okay. So how old were you when you first saw this? And um, what were your first impressions? The movie came out in 1994, correct? Um, I think it was 94. Anyways, it was I, I remember going, I think it was like a summer movie, like it's like a popcorn summer movie. I think my parents took me to see it, like probably my dad. And I thought it was really fun. Like who wouldn't want to get a million dollars and like go buy a bunch of crap, you know, like that, that's every like 10 year old's dream, like which would have been the age when I saw it. And, and yeah, like that's, I mean, that's, I saw it in the theater. Like I have no, that, that's it. I saw all these movies in the theater. Like, I went and go. I went and saw movies all the time. Like, I when I started when I was like twelve, my parents started dropping me off at the theater, and I would just go see, you know, I'd go see a movie with a, some buddies, and yeah, like that. Would was, you guys like sneak into another movie afterwards? You know, I don't. I don't think so. Just because like parents picking us up, like I, th- I think that would have probably taught us bad morals. I, I didn't start doing that until I was older, and now like. It, that's all screwed up now because you reserve your seat when you go to a movie theater. Oh yeah, I haven't thought about that. Um, um, but yeah, I saw it. I mean, it was yeah, it's a it was a movie I saw, and then like I said, I think I got it for probably either Christmas or my birthday. Um, and you know, it was in it was in the rotation. Like I would watch it every once in a while. And then I also had Disney Channel, and I think probably a couple of years later, 
that probably was coming on Disney Channel, you know, every once in a while. So right. When did you see it, Adam? Yeah. Did you uh, about did... the about the same? I don't know if I saw it in the theater. I probably didn't, um, just because I didn't. I don't know. I I was never. I wasn't one of those kids that wanted to go see kids' movies in the theater. I would still watch some kids' movies at home on Disney Channel or if my mom rented it or something. Mm. But I rarely was like, oh, I've, I'm a kid and that movie's for me. I got to go see it. I, just, I was never like that. I've mentioned several times I was watching, like, The Lost Boys and The Gate at age three, Total <laughs> Recall at age, at age four. Like, I just I wasn't that, like, impressed by kids' movies. I always thought they were for, like, dumber kids and not to be mean. But like, I seriously believe that when I was like ten, I was like, "Oh, that's for littler kids or dumb kids." Um, not, nece- not, yeah. not necessarily blank check, but like those kind of movie in general. I may have said this story before, but I remember when I was like eight, my neighbor who was ten took me to see a movie with his family, and we went and saw Rock a Doodle, and it made me think he was such a pussy. Like <laughs> I couldn't, be- I couldn't believe he wanted to go see Rock a Doodle. <laughs> I, I have a similar story. I like. Um... <laughs> This is such a stupid story, too. I went and saw Rocket Doodle at the Garland Theater with, like, all my brothers and neighbors, friends. Like, it was, like, three adults. And uh, Garland Theater in Spokane is a dollar theater back then. And so it's really cheap. And I I asked my parents if I could bring a friend, and I brought one of my cool friends. And I went, and and I don't think I've ever hung out with him again after that. It's probably because I took him (laughs) to see Rocket Doodle. Rocket Doodle. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, so, it's like the exact same story, but you're the opposite kid in the <laughs> yeah, story. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, Rocket Doodle, Rocket Doodle's available on like Hulu, and I've like I've thought about turning it on for the kids, but I'm just like I really do not want to watch this movie. So uh, it's, yeah, we don't need to get into Rocket yeah. too much. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do that right. another time. <laughs> so Blank Check, though, I did like when it first came out. I recorded it off of Disney Channel or HBO or something. I had it on a VHS with like a couple other shows, and um. I would watch it occasionally. I, you know, it, I probably saw it, you know, like 10 times when I was a kid, maybe more. Um, and I, I'm with you. I mean, the coolest part is trying to envision yourself as a kid that stumbles upon a million dollars somehow and what you would do with it and how you how it would change your life and give you everything you wanted. Because, you know, as a 10 year old, your your goals, you know, are so are usually probably pretty materialistic. You know, you're you know, yeah. what do you want when you're 10 years old? I remember thinking that it would be like heaven if I could have every Super Nintendo game and every Nintendo game ever. Like, like I used to have like this dream, not a dream, but like a wish that if I had a genie, that's one of the wishes I would ask for, that I'd have like every Nintendo game ever. And I literally own every Nintendo game now on my modded Xbox, and it's no big fucking deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you're 10, you're just, you know, the whole world is... The world's just so big, and you feel like you don't know any of it, and, and all of it's going to change your life when you when you live it, and it's just bullshit. But that's kind of the fun part of being a kid, and that's what this movie tapped into. Yeah, absolutely. It really, it really did. Um, yeah. So, so real quick, before before we get into the movie, I wanted to talk about one thing about the Disney Plus app, which is it gives you some very specific. <laughs> I, I think the word is disclaimers. You know. Um, so anyway, right before blank check comes on, and you know, usually get the contains nudity, contains violence, contains mature themes for for the Disney app. I've got we get a little note before blank check that says contains tobacco depictions. 
I, I could not stop laughing and pointing and, and telling Jill. I was like, oh, my God, they're warning us that somebody smokes a cigarette. <laughs> that's so true. I wonder if that's just like because Disney is such a wholesome, like they have the appearance of being so like family friendly. Like I imagine like when they were, you know, they have this humongous library now of all these movies with, you know, Fox um, and all, I mean, all their other movies that they've ever produced. Like I'm. I'm sure they want to like any movie that has a little bit of like the fringe in it. Like they just want to make sure. Fringe, yeah, smoking those, cigarette, smoking cigarette. Those people, the fringe, those people on those, the fringe, those fringy cigarette smokers. Thirty-three percent of Americans. Um, oh my god. Uh, that's yeah, but it's. I did notice that. I didn't. I kind of like, kind of like thought. Oh, that's a tr-. like. I, I've never seen that in before a movie. It felt it felt so Disney. Like when you see, it, you're like, oh my god, I am on the Disney app. There is no mistaking it. Um, well, awesome. Let's get into the characters of this movie. Um, Go ahead, Brennan. Talk um, about Preston Waters. Let's talk about kid. Preston Waters. Uh, who is he played by? You don't have that written down here. Does it matter? Brian, Brian, I don't, I Bonsale or Bonzel or I don't know how to say it, but it's like Brian Bonsel from Family Ties. Yeah, I have it right here. Brian Bonsel from Family Ties. His IMD picture is actually still his like picture from when he was in Family Ties. Um, well, that was probably the biggest thing he ever did. Um, and so, yeah, that's, and then he, like, immediately stopped acting, acting, like, after Blank Check. Like, he came out with, like, some other movies, but nothing ever, nothing ever really materialized from after Blank Check. I was, like, well, watching. Well, when, you, when your gig is being a cute kid, and then you hit the fugly stage, as my uncle calls it, and you're not cute anymore, you don't get work. Do you think that happened with him? I think it happens to a lot of kids. A lot of cute kids turn out to be very average-looking adults. Uh, there and you know how many like really cute kids grow up to be like really cute adults or excuse me really cute like young adults and then handsome or or attractive adults like that it's just it really doesn't work out that way that's that, true. that often yeah um the, so preston preston waters he's a kind of he's a the youngest of three kids and he his the, the this the movie opens up well the movie opens up with like this whole chase of, or this uh the bad guy Quigley kind of running through and finding his million dollars in the middle of a warehouse, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and he the, finds it in like a gym. It's in like, it's like underneath workout equipment. Is that where he finds it? I honestly, I don't, I, I did not, I was like, when the movie starts out, so let's, maybe we should just get into that. The movie starts out, there's like this kind of scene and he's like, appears that he's broken out of prison and he, Goes, the first thing he does. The first thing he does is go get his. <laughs> While he's still wearing his jumpsuit. <laughs> right. The first thing he does is he goes finds his million dollars that he stashed away, and then he proceeds to buy suits and take that million dollars and try to launder launder it. <laughs> like I don't really get the, this whole plot of this movie does not make any sense. Anyways, they cut to like middle America and. You see Preston, and he's like in his bedroom, and his brother, his annoying older brothers, like come in, and they're like taking over his room, and they're like putting computers in places, and they're like, "We're starting a business." And then the dad comes in, and Preston's like, "Why are they coming? Why are my brothers coming in my room and taking over the place?" They're like, "Well, they're trying to make money, so they need they need the space." And so they immediately set up the scene of like Preston's kind of like he's kind of like the odd duck in the family. He doesn't make he doesn't he's not making money. Um, and he's just kind of a, a down on his on his luck kid, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's sad, and he wants he wants money, and I I, I don't I, that's kind of how they set it up a little bit, right? Yeah, 
He's broke and everyone else has money other than him. Then he goes to Butch's birthday and everyone has money other than him. And girls are like pointing and laughing at him. And his dad, his dad gives him $6 to go. Like what kind of dad, what what kind of dad doesn't like at least, you know, drop down a 20 for their son. Like he needs money to go to this birthday party that you're taking him to. Like at least give him some money to like, you know, hang out with his friends and not be a loser. Yeah, and we should point out that he was it wasn't like he was coming from like the ghetto or a poor family. Like Preston was like a middle-class kid. His dad was just a cheap ass. Yeah, his dad was a that his dad was a dick. A big giant like he's a big <laughs> giant dick. If my like I was just like I was so upset with him, his dad and like how poor he treated his son like come on dad like be nice to your kid like it's a little extreme you're being a little extreme <laughs> like he wanted to teach his kids the value of a dollar and what did preston do he created concocted this ingenious scam to get a million dollars right now it may not have he may not have had the exact desired effect but he taught his kids lessons that they need to go make their own money the i'm going to defend the dad a little the, bit he wasn't a dick he was just tight with the, money the one thing i will say about preston other than you know this he's kind of like the odd duck of his family or black sheep or whatever you want to call him is that he also did not have any friends which seems very odd to me yeah like, no friends like why was he invited to his birthday and then everyone just shunned him like like it was like it kind of reminded me of like modern at least i've heard i don't have kids but i've heard that like nowadays if you invite like a kid in your kid's class you have to invite like every fucking kid who made that rule? Who is friends with every fucking kid? There's always the stinky kid, the mean kid, the fat kid that, you know, eats your lunch. Like, there, there's, like, the girls that just, like, whisper about you and don't talk to you, like, the whole fucking school year. I have to invite them to my birthday? That's so stupid. Yeah, that that is a thing. We, me and – we haven't, you know, experienced that yet because we just have – we don't extend that offer to, like, the kids that Link and I go to school with. But, yeah, that that's definitely a thing. We've been invited to stuff, too, that we – I imagine – you ever get in, yeah. so as a parent, do they ever get invited to shit? And you're like, you don't, you're not even friends with this kid. Why do we have to go? I don't think we've ever took them to anything they've been invited to. So <laughs> they're running the over. They're like over nine on invite. <laughs> we're just like we don't want to. We don't want to go hang out with these people. Like I don't want to go. Yeah, hang we don't know these. People. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Why would I we go? I don't know these adults. And like I don't. Yeah, I don't really know. So <laughs> I'm with you. I wouldn't want to go. Um, yeah, press and so Preston comes across. You you set it up. He. He gets his bike ran over by bad guy quickly, and is that what he's, is that his actual name, or you just call him that? No, I. You, I mean, you're reading the notes a little too literally. It says, bad, I think his name was Carl Quigley. He's the bad. Oh guy. yeah, Carl. Um, and he he's Carl. he gets a blank check. They set it up earlier because he it's it's going to be Preston's birthday in you know in the next week or so, and he gets a check early from his grandma, and his grandma accidentally you know, sends him a blank check. And then his dad like says, you know, oh, she just forgot to sign it here. I'll give you, you know, $10. And then Preston's like, how about, how about 10% or like something for inflation? No, he, he goes, what about inflation? What about infl okay, make it 11. <laughs> and so he takes a check and he goes and goes to the bank and he wants to cash it and, or he can't cash it. I don't know why. That doesn't make any sense to me either. Um, no, he goes to the bank to open an account, oh, right. but he can't open an account because he doesn't have enough money because they have a $200 minimum at this like posh ass bank. Why can't he just cash it then? Well, he, he didn't want to cash it. His parents, his dad was telling him he needs to like save it. He wasn't interested in cashing it. He was trying to open an account You're with right. this bomb ass teller played by Karen Duffy yeah. and this hot lady that he wanted instantly and she wanted Preston back for some weird reason. So even though he's 11. 
yeah, so anyways, you get to blank check from a bad guy, write you for a million dollars, and then you told the rest of that story. And then he just takes that million dollars and starts spending it. And yeah, that's Preston. Preston just goes and spends money. He's not really that good of a, you know, you know, throughout the seven days that he has this million dollars, they kind of like set it up like he's like a businessman, but he's not really good at spending money or balancing anything because at the end of the movie, he's like, I only have $387 left. So... Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. At, he sucks at balancing budget. Like, I mean, he, knows he how sucks to, at spending a million dollars. He he spent thirty percent on a fucking house when he's a kid that can't own a house, and he lives down the street and he's renting for free. Where's his budgeting skills? <laughs> also, it, I would say he spent three hundred dollars, three hundred thousand dollars on that house. Okay, but originally, before like the whole computer thing comes in, when he's like in a battle with with bad guy Quigley. Uh, they Quigley was gonna be was gonna be buying that house for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like, there's no way that house was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Where the hell are they? Li- 19, it was nineteen ninety four, and I'm presuming they were in like some shit ass state that were ha- really nice houses are like in the South. Like, you could buy such nice houses for like nothing. Were they like I live a, in California, so like this is totally different here. <laughs> but like, you could buy like a nineteen bedroom, eighteen bath house for seriously like forty thousand dollars in Mississippi. <laughs> That's so not true. <laughs> um, I don't even I don't know what the property values were in uh, in 1994, but I'm guarantee you this house that he bought was definitely worth more than three hundred thousand well, dollars. Well, they they fixed that with the realtor's line when she said, "This is a buyer's market." <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, and so. I don't. I don't really. Can we? Do we have to go through all these char- characters? Cause no. Okay. No. So yeah, pressing water. We don't have to do anything. This movie sucks. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. <laughs> I really don't understand. Like this movie, like make so. Anyway, so Preston, you know, he so he gets this check and he he prints it out on a on his computer, and which doesn't make any sense either because he like runs a check through a you know per. I don't think computers actually do that. Um, Maybe some no, part, it's maybe. so stupid. It's so stupid. He like puts the check in the back of the computer and it spits it out in the front like a Mickey Mouse cartoon, literally. And then it's like perfectly aligned and it like he he's got it somehow up on his screen in like a print PDF thing and he's filling in the blanks and it prints exactly in 1994 with this fucking thing that takes 18 minutes to turn on. It's so <laughs> stupid. It also like like uh, does like you type in words and like says stuff for you, which computers did back in the day, um, but. Uh, but there's a funny scene where he's like in the room and he's like, his dad kind of like says like, oh, like, yeah, Pres- like Preston, why don't you teach your brothers how to use a computer? And they're like, ah, oh, they'll never get it. And then he starts playing with it and he says like his brother's names, uh, like it would be like a Jordan and Evan, like Jordan and Evan sleep butt to mouth. And then, and then it kept on saying butt to mouth, butt to mouth. Like that was pretty funny. <laughs> So, um, yeah, let's just run through the characters real quick so we can get to the good part where we're talking shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Quigley is played by Miguel Ferrer, who was in Hot Shots, Robocop, Twin Peaks. He was, uh, like, uh, the devil's right-hand man in the miniseries The Stand, which is actually pretty good. And he played one of the heretics uh, in Halo 2, the video game, buddy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then there's Henry, the limo driver. Oh, yeah. And rest in peace, Miguel Ferrer, by the way. He passed a couple years back. Yeah. Um, And then Henry, the limo driver, who becomes Preston's like only friend because he pays him, is played by Rick Dockman, who was uh, famous from the movie The Burbs, which is really funny and one of my favorites. 
Um, and then let's see, Tone Loke is in it. He was in Ace Ventura. Is Ace Ventura's like buddy? And he, you know, he didn't he sing Funky Cold Medina? Isn't that Tone Loke's? Yeah, and wild, and wild things. That wow, one, yeah, that one. Yeah, and that he's one. also played Pee Wee from Bebe's Kids. Anybody mm. seen Bebe's Kids? Not, not a bad movie actually. Um, and then the hot shit character is this lady named Shay Stanley, who was in Dumb and Dumber as one of the killers, mm-hmm. but it wasn't actually that big of a role. And I don't, I couldn't tell you anything else she's ever done. Yeah, I was looking at her. I was like, why hasn't she? Why wasn't why, like why wasn't she more famous? And I was looking at her IMDb because it, it was very because her I was like hmm, what what has she done? She was in Last Action Hero as actually actually herself, Karen Duffy. I love Last Action Hero. We should do that movie sometime. Um, I love Last Action Hero too. Um, and then yeah, she like didn't do anything for a, you know a while. She's like in a couple other movies, but then she has like a of she was a voice actor. She's a voice character. In the Fantastic Mr. Fox, which was seemed very like that's her, that's like her last movie credit in two thousand nine. Did you did you see that? Yeah, it's 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 fine. Whatever. Jill saw it. She liked it. I I'm lukewarm on that Wes Anderson. Yeah, um, but yeah. So are, are there, I don't even have a favorite. Like they they all kind of suck. The the script sucks. The, the, it sucks. The script sucks. I mean, I guess Rick. Document who plays a limo driver. He has like the most like he's like the comic relief and has like some funny lines and yeah, he's probably also the most likable. I would say yeah. of all of them. Pre- Preston's not even that likable. Yeah, Preston isn't that likable. You know, the he's whole kind of a little shithead. The whole time I was thinking is like this movie's made by Disney. Like they, they obviously didn't have that much of a budget to to make the movie. Like I think this movie could have been really well done had they had a maybe a bigger budget, a better script. And like Macaulay Culkin, like, like why? Well, you know, it's it's funny you should say that, and I because um, part of the the sales job, and I'll, I'm going to get to the screenwriter here in a little bit, but part of the sales job was was akin to Home Alone. They said like, and then these bad guys are chasing them in this fun house full of things he bought, just like Home Alone. And yeah. I, that it, there is a little bit of that at the ending, but it feels so out of place. Yeah, when I was actually when I was watching it, so me and Adam both watched this movie yesterday. Um, and we and, never do that, by the way. Yeah, we Super never 90s do Brothers is built on being a hazy memory podcast, but this now the movie, we both just wanted to check out the Disney app. Is really all it was. Really, and um, but yeah, the ending kind of seemed seemed like Home Alone, like where they kept on like getting trapped into like the the stuff. It didn't yeah. it didn't make any sense of why they, why it was happening. No, it was so stupid. And there's like a little kid beating up three grown men, and one of them's black, and you're just not gonna win. <laughs> Just saying, the black guy would kick his ass. That's all I'm saying. There was, there <laughs> Maybe was, he could take the fat Newman character. There, there was, there was no Joe Pesci that like, who's like, was the same size as Macaulay Culkin. Um, best scenes when we were talking, like, there, yeah, the shopping's pretty fine. But after watching it last night, like, it wasn't that good. It's like them like going down. It these, seems depressing, <laughs> actually. When I rewatch it, I'm like, look at this kid. Like, nobody likes him. Look at all this stupid shit. And the limo driver, who he's literally paying to be his friend, doesn't even seem like he's having that much fun. <laughs> And then yeah, so yeah, the, the, there's not there's no great scene in this movie at all. At no, all. there's no good. It's not a good movie. There's no good. Scenes. I will say the best scene, my favorite scene from last night. And it, there's a scene. So Karen Duffy's plays this undercover cop who's like trying to track, you know, Mister Macintosh. And like the whole time there's this guise of like Preston's like, oh, Mister Macintosh is very busy. Like and but he has a humongous crush on Karen Duffy. Who wouldn't? She's 
she's hot. And he's like trying to get, you know, he, he kind of like, he runs into her when she's running down the street and talks to her and then like kind of convinces her to go on a date with her. That, I think that's a different thing. But, um, anyways, they go on a date together. This 11 year old and like, I imagine like 28 year old girl, they go on a, like a date. Who's so, super hot. She does yeah. not need to be taking dates with 11 year olds. If she was like really funkly, fugly looking in the face and she had like, you know, one leg and a wheel attached to the nub. Like, yeah, it would have been a little believable. Maybe this chick was bomb. And it's also very like inappropriate. Like, you oh, know. it's so weird. It's like it's got <laughs> these weird sexual undertones, and then later they kiss on the lips. No, they do not. That's not true. Yes, they do. She do kisses him that. on the lips at the end. Both Jill and I are like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> they just kiss on the lips. She kisses him on the lips. Anyways, there's the, the funniest scene is it's not intentionally funny, but they're like in this like person's like, hey, I want to show you something. And he takes him to takes her to this like water fountain and like this water fountain like is like timed and doing all these things. And all of a sudden they're like just like running through the water and just getting soaked. And like it makes no sense. And it's like kind of like a long scene. Like it's like a minute long. And they're just they're having so much fun this running through the water. And I'm just yeah, like, it looks like a it looks like a bad Alanis Morissette video. <laughs> like they're like they're like slow motion jogging through this fountain. <laughs> yeah. She's getting She's getting like drenched in like her nicest outfit, her nicest shoes, her makeup's getting fucking ruined, her hair is soaked, and she's with an 11 year old for some reason. And then also at the, at, the, at the end of the scene, all these people are like around them and they start clapping. I'm like, why are they clapping? <laughs> They're not. No, even... and, then, and then it gets worse. The bad guys who have been. <laughs> wandering around randomly all the whole fucking movie they're like hey look over there there he is there's so many fucking stupid random pop-ins like people bumping into each other with their main characters like in the middle of like the city in the show it's like fucking sex in the city you're always bumping into people you know in new york anyway so the, the bad guys are like there they are let's go get them and so they decide to run through the fountain and as they're running through the fountain the water comes up and they all three fly into the air because the the water pressure from beneath their feet was so great they fly into the air and fall down on their bu- fucking backs and probably could have killed themselves if it wasn't for a Disney movie why did they fly in the air it's water it's water I I don't know I, I don't I did, I did not understand like why any of I, so I understand why that, that scene happened I don't even get it um, <laughs> so what so some of the other super th- dumb things that happen in this movie are uh, the fact that the person buys a house like immediately so like he immediately buys a house after. Yeah, he's had the mo- he's had the fucking million dollars for like less than two hours, <laughs> and he walks past like a for sale sign and decides to call the number. And the fucking dumbass realtor decides to take a, a crazy random me- mechanical sounding voice offer over the phone versus the real person in front of who has cash in hand. Like, who does that? No, the guy's got nothing. The, cu- the 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 guy who's buying the house is Quigley. Yeah, I know, but he's a real person with money. She took an offer over the phone and said, oh, he's outbidding you. She doesn't fucking know it. This guy's not pre-qualified for a $300,000 loan. (laughs) He's a random voice on a box. (laughs) And then, so, so he wins the, he wins the bid, the bidding, I guess. And then I guess he just immediately moves into the house. Like, you know, like there's no like. Like that afternoon. Yeah. And before the bankers even deposited the money, (laughs) by the way, because she deposits, it's like 20 minutes later in the movie. So they're like, oh, some random voice called in and said he pays $300,000. Hey, little kid, here's the keys. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, where's the background check? Where's the where's the house walkthrough with the inspector? Where like, do you? Where, you yeah, know, they like... didn't sign the paperwork or nothing. <laughs> what is this shit, Disney? What are we doing? Um, so well, that that was the end. That was one of the dumb things that happened. Uh, we already talked about printing the check through the regular printer. Um, what other dumb things that happened? I, don't, I mean, the fact that they like just built a water slide in the back of this house that. Like in, okay, that's probably in, like my favorite thing that he does with his money is like, he builds a fucking water slide that comes out of the top story of his house into this backyard swimming pool. That's like the coolest thing. He there, does, there's I no think. way that was to code, though. No way. <laughs> Maybe not. But he did it in like a week. He didn't go get through the fucking permit department. You ever try and get a permit? Especially in California, it's like a 90 day affair. You can't. You, ain't nobody got time for that. You also talk about. You also we there's a note saying like money can't buy friends. I don't ever remember a t when Preston even tried to make friends with his money. No, Butch came over to hang out at one point. Like Butch was there with the Olive Branch, even though Book was a Butch was a dick earlier. And then fucking, what does Preston do? Preston has his limo driver throw him out of the fucking house. Yeah, I mean, like they're, yeah. And and like literally every kid ever would want to go hang out at his place after he spends that million dollars. Like there's not a kid in that town that wouldn't be willing to come over and hang out with him. And he did like nothing. Instead, he like hung out with this fat limo driver. Which is also really weird. Like, you know, 35 year old guys should not be hanging out with 11 year old boys. You know, that's... Yeah, didn't he ever drive a limo for anyone else? Like, did was it his job to be Preston's friend? Maybe. At the very yeah, maybe Preston just like he, maybe he... You know, called the limo Paid company him. and he's like, "Hey, like, I want to have a, he, I want to have a limo a driver for like a week." He's a friend prostitute. <laughs> well, anyways, he also then spends a million dollars in an entire week, and there's a couple things that I feel like are really big plot holes. First of all, did he really spend like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars on like TVs and toys and clothes? Like, is that even possible to do in like six days? certainly possible i just it just seems like i just didn't i i just didn't get it i really did not understand like how he could spend that much money on like such small transactions like in that amount of time like the improvements to his home probably only cost like two hundred thousand dollars he could only probably spend a hundred thousand dollars on clothes and toys like where are all the other money going like he paid. He paid Henry the limo driver to be his friend. Four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Bam, we're there. No, <laughs> uh, he bought like uh, he bought that that wall of TVs. He bought all the latest VR like technology. He bought a boxing ring. He bought that's true. That he bought a batting cage. He bought those. He bought a track and those little like kitty Formula One race cars. He bought one of those American Gladiator cage ball things. I mean, I guess, he had, to, in I guess he had to pay all these people to install it for him, too. So I guess that's part of it. I don't know. This didn't really he, make... He was spitting money out like, like who was that? Pac-Man Jones at the strip club? Like, he, he was making it rain. So I want, I want to get to the, the biggest question on this. If you, Adam, at 10 years old, had a million dollars... Like, if you, like, came upon a bag, like, let's say you don't have to, like, do this whole, like, blank check thing, but you came upon a million dollars, would you, what if, what would you have done with it? Would you have, like... I would have hit it, yeah. first of all. I would have fucking told anybody. I would have hit it and I'd have laid low for, like, a month and, like, like counted my... and, like, planned my attack. I The, the absolute last thing I would do is is spend $300,000 two hours after I got it. That's, that's the fucking last thing I would do <laughs> on a goddamn house that I can't sign for and I can't live in. I guess uh, that, so, I guess that would have been a really boring movie. Like he gets this money and then he just like he just goes and hides it. 
It'd be uh, a very different movie. I'd be all paranoid and like <laughs> <laughs> doubling back on my ride home from school every day, you know, seeing everybody's watching me. Um, but yeah, it is like, I was thinking about it when I was watching this. I was like, what would I have done with a million dollars when I was a kid? I was just like, yeah, I'd probably just like go hide it in my closet and like my, I'd be so bad at like hiding it that my parents would find it and then like they would steal it from me. So no, I would hide it and then I would find an adult to confide in and help me take care of it. It probably would have been my mom, you know, because, <laughs> you know, I'm a kid <laughs> and I would have said, mom, I would have found a million dollars. I'm not giving it back. Let's figure out the best way to use this. And I, you know, I would have trusted my mom to help me make decisions on what to do with a million dollars. I would have, I would have said, I'm going to go to the best college i'm gonna have you know i'm gonna buy a ten thousand dollar car as soon as i'm 16 mm. i'm gonna like you know i'm gonna pay off my mom's mortgage like i would have but i was a pretty mature responsible like 10 year old to be fair yeah Pre preston was a little shitbag yeah what i will say is that if you want to go watch a movie that's about a kid spending a million dollars go watch the movie millions that's a lot better movie um so what would you do, have done with the million? I like, okay, I no, no more hiding it. We got, we have to. If, if I had, if I, if I had them, like, if I had this like bucket of cash when I was like 11 years old, I would have went and spent it on like a, a Super Nintendo and like a ton of games. I would have like probably like yeah. bought a new TV. Like I would have like bought all these, you know, things. Like I would have like all these fun toy things that I, you know, my parents wouldn't let me have or that we couldn't afford or whatever. Like. You know, definitely like, video games. Definitely like a vacation to like you know a theme park, yeah, Disney World or something. When you're ten, yeah, like fun shit. I bought a house in the night. Yeah, 1994. I would have bought every system. I'd buy a 3DO. I'd buy like a Sega Saturn. I'd buy like I'd buy a Sega Genesis. I'd buy them all. It'd be like having all the video games. I've been so awesome. Yeah, and what about like one? You know, like if I was a little bit older, I bought like like a. Like for 1994, you could probably get a really sick Ferrari for like $50,000 or a Lamborghini. I probably would have bought that when I was 10. So I used to think those cars were really cool. Um, uh, but still, I'm nowhere near a million. You're right. You're, we're still really, I mean. We're like the lamest blank check kids ever. Yeah. This is why the story was about Preston. Because he, 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 he wasn't affected by his inhibition. So I want to talk about this writer, Blake Snyder, who you like say wrote the book on screenwriting and but happened to write blank check which was terrible yeah i, I, I was gonna get <laughs> i was gonna get to that so literally blake snyder writes the book on screenwriting called save the cat this is a very popular book among screenwriters especially screenwriters who are new to screenwriting or are just trying to break into the business it's a very like fundamental guide on what your story should be about and it's very simple i think it's called save the cat because one of his like principal points is that early in your story your main character should do something heroic to make people like him like save a cat from drowning or something i, mm. I think I, I read it a few years ago back when i was doing this um and he talks about blank check a lot he talks about how it sold really easily to disney because it was easy to sell the idea of giving a 10 year old a million dollars and letting him go crazy and how much fun that would be for kids and if you if you watch blank check like we just did, you realize that this dude fucking sucks as a storyteller. All he does is use a bunch of like bad gimmicks and bad cliches. And as I guess that's what screenwriting can be about, especially if you're a sucky new screenwriter. But oh my God, 
I, I should burn that book. I cannot <laughs> believe the guy that wrote that book wrote Blank Check. Blank Check is so badly written. The characters are stupid. There's all this dumbass happenstance. Like I said earlier, people are just randomly popping it. Like, oh, there he is. There's like walking down the street. Hey, look, there's Shay. Let's talk to her because we can't figure out a scene to bring her in later to get this exact information across. Like the way that the way that the whole story plays out is so unbelievable. And there isn't a scene that goes by. You think that would never happen. This is so stupid. Nobody behaves like that. Like, I just, I can't believe, I can't believe this guy's been so successful as a, a guy who tells other people how to write screenplays when the only other screenplays he's ever wrote is stop or my mom will shoot. What sucks too. Stop or my mom will shoot is such a pile of shit. It's like the worst Stallone movie ever made. <laughs> uh, and that's like his two movies. It's Blank Check or, and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And then there's, you know, he was a written, he writ, writ, wrote Kids Incorporated, which was... He, he wrote episodes of the Disney show oh, five, Kids Incorporated. Five episodes, yeah. With I, uh, Fergie. I'm curious to know, like, there's two writing credits on this movie. Like, I wonder if he, like, wrote wrote it and then it just got rewritten because they couldn't afford... I don't think so. Couldn't afford to that, do a script. I mean, I so the way that... And this has been explained to me. Um, so if you see multiple writers in the credits of a movie, the sequence is very important. The first name is usually the guy whose idea it was and who wrote the majority of the script. And the and think of it like pitchers. Like there's a starting pitcher, there's mm. relief pitchers, and there's a closer. And that's often how it is. And the closer like fixes things at the very last or he's there on set to help figure out dialogue that isn't working quite right. And the middle, the middle guys are going through all the like bullshit drafts to like appease the one you know, Asian producer who wants more, you know, Asian, you know, topography <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> right. whatever the, whatever they're wanting. Um, so there was two writers in this. He definitely came up with the idea, pitched the idea for blank check. He may have had a co-writer, but um, he, it was pretty much his story is what I'm getting at. Cool. Well, I mean, he could have write a, he could write a good book. Maybe. I mean, that doesn't, you well, know. he wrote a book that sold a lot of copies. I don't know if that makes it good. I mean, it's America. Like, the number one show on TV is... What's that That fucking... That, that show with furries that I hate. Oh, you lo um, I love that show. No, you do not. The Voice. Not The Voice. No, what is it? It's called uh, Mas The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer. Oh, my God. You do not love that I show. I do not like that show. I'm just joking. I it like is so stupid. It's the number one show in America. It's not about people that you've never heard of, like Donny Osmond dressing up like a fucking unicorn in a giant, like, you know, college football mascot uniform and singing, you know, Taylor Swift songs. It's, it's fucking terrible. It's awful. And then, like, anno these annoying D-level celebrities, like, guess who it is out of, like, what, anybody in the world? It is so <laughs> dumb. I cannot believe people watch this shit. I cannot believe it. I, I it was, makes me so cynical about America. I was watching it, and I, because I was, I was told, I mean, I'm not told, I was, like, recommended to watch it, and I was watching, I was, like, enjoying it. And then I was like thinking, like the payoff here is is not very good. Like you don't know who the celebrity is, and you don't know who the celebrity is until they're revealed. So like you could and who the fuck cares? <laughs> who the fuck cares, Brennan? Who's who's wearing the goddamn furry outfit? Who cares if Donny Osmond is singing the Taylor Swift song? Who cares? Yeah, I, these celebrity shows where like they get to, like celebrity like Dancing with the Stars or whatever, like Celebrity Big Brother. I just like they always they don't get anyone that's ever good because no anyone that's good is not doing this it's all people that are just like it's like it's athletes and it's literally c-list celebrities 
Yeah, it was like, no, I, I looked it up, and like the biggest names in season one of The Masked Singer were Donnie Osmond, Margaret Cho, and T Pain. And well, Antonio Brown was in it too. Antonio Brown sang. Yeah, he was. He got he got knocked off first last season. Oh my god. Um, but I mean, like that's a I mean like that's a, a sports star. Like it's a different level of stardom, I guess. Um, anyways, so, real quick, uh, the uh, the director Rupert Wainwright also directed two other really great kids movies, Stigmata, and. <laughs> <laughs> and The Fog from 2005, which is a remake of John Carpenter's The Fog, and it fucking sucks. And I've never seen Stigmata, so I won't talk shit, but The Fog sucks. Uh, man, he's like, he also hasn't done anything either. Like, I was like watching this movie. I was like, there's not one person in this movie that I like even know. Like, I guess I kind of recognized uh, the, um, the bad guy, Michael Fer- Miguel Ferrer. Miguel, Miguel, Miguel Ferrer. Um, but like... No, he's actually a good actor. He's like the one redeeming talent in this movie. But like, they didn't get any big actors to be in this at all. I, I originally thought Oliver Platt was the driver, and I was like, oh, that would be. <laughs> I, I like, like Oliver. I Platt. like Oliver Platt. Um, but there's nobody famous in this movie. Everyone that was in this movie was in like five movies in the '90s, and like that's it, or except for Miguel Ferrer. So at the very end of the movie, Preston throws this big bullshit birthday bash for him and Macintosh. And he hires this, like, lady, this black lady, to be the party planner. And she spends, like, $100,000 on credit without ever meeting Macintosh and only being – and he only gives her a $10,000 deposit. And so she proceeds to spend $100,000 with what? With her charm? With her good looks? And then at the end, Preston, who's actually been keeping track of all this money on his computer, decides, oh, maybe I should look opens up his computer and everything's perfectly accounted for right there and he says oh you're overdrawn like your your money's out yeah it's like so he's literally been keeping track of his money but he hasn't been looking what is going on there and the party planner's like oh i'm not getting paid and she cancels the party and everybody leaves and he says you know macintosh left you should all leave too and the cops show up with that hot chick and quigley's there and for some stupid reason in front of the fbi when he knows the whole thing is a fraud, Quigley decides to tell the FBI that he's Macintosh when he knows Macintosh doesn't exist? It's so stupid! Yeah, I, I didn't get that either. I was like, I don't get why he's admitting to being Macintosh. I, he knows I, they should know who he is. He knows he broke out of prison. He knows this mo- dirty money is his. And that's the other thing. is like, he's broken out of prison. So, like, people, like, police are on alert. And, like, he's just, like, walking around, like... In his car, in a suit, in a suit, like with a check, running over kids' bikes, Where holding they, kids. He, they kidnap Butch at one point and like hold him over a building to give them information. Like they're gonna kill Butch, which would have been a really dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> but like, where did he get like his own checkbooks at? Like with his name on it? Like, no, the fat, the fat Newman-looking guy gave him to him. Okay, he yeah. gave him his own checkbook yeah. to write one bad check on, and he was gonna give it to Juice, played by Tone Loke. Yeah, the little kid intercepts it. That's true. Listen, I don't have anything else to say. Like, I feel like we've said it. I, I feel like this whole episode has been one of my old angry rants. Yeah, I mean, it's just, a, you know, a movie that, you know, you... I mean, I won't even recommend you to go watch this movie. No, don't. Like, stop. Listen to our podcast instead and <laughs> and then realize that there's... You know, you can go back and watch a, a litany of other good 90s Here's kids what movies. This po- Here's what this podcast should have done for you. 
if you have friends that like blank check, we should have given you plenty of good material to talk shit to them because they're they probably are remembering it through rose colored glasses, which is what prompted Brennan to want to do this movie, actually. And they probably haven't watched it recently like Brennan and I just did. So let me tell you, if we recorded this podcast two days ago before I'd seen this movie within the last 15 years, this would be a very different podcast. Having been forced to watch it and live it through again as a 35-year-old bitter-ass man, I could not believe how fucking terrible it was. I couldn't wait to get on this podcast and fucking rank it to death. (laughs) So, yeah, if you are listening and you, you know, you're still listening to this show and you haven't turned it off yet. Here's a list of some movies you can watch from Disney plus app that are nineties kids movies, angels in the outfield, mighty ducks, heavyweights, heavyweights is great. Heavyweights uh, is awesome. Um, little, uh, I don't think little giants is available. Um, rookie R- of the year rookie, is on there. Rookie of the year. Uh, I think they said the mighty ducks. Um, there's some other movies too. Um, but there's yeah, a ton there's of a Disney ton movies. Of, there's a ton of Disney it's movies. It's the Disney app. Don't watch <laughs> Don't watch Blink Check. Or if you do, fucking be ready to just talk shit about it the whole time. Go watch Roger Rabbit. That movie hasn't been available like on streaming for a long time. Like, go watch that. I was, I was so excited to see that. I started watching yeah, like I started watching Flight of the Navigator last night. That movie hasn't held up either. Um, but yeah, go watch something different. Don't watch Blink All Check. Right, so for <laughs> so for Burn and Pointer and Adam Pitzler, go watch something different. <laughs> but if you've enjoyed this podcast, and we hope that you have. Remember to get on iTunes and give us those awesome what, Brennan? Five-star reviews. Five-star reviews on iTunes. And check us out on social media. You can email the show. It's super90sbrothers at gmail.com, all spelled out. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, what else? Instagram. Instagram. And, uh, yeah, we'll be doing our next show soon, but you can send us your show recommendations, stuff you want to hear about. Tell us why you hate Blank Check. Or tell us what you would do with a blank check. That might be more interesting than what this movie was. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, did I leave anything out, buddy? Uh, that's it. I, I, I'm not sure what our next show is going to be, um, but it will be better than the one. It will be a better topic than what we just talked about. It might, might, might not be as funny. I mean, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, for Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another shitty-ass, you know, movie review Blank check, super 90s style. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Check out our older podcasts on better content than this. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace.